give it a chance because I needed to. Um, and if and if after you've given it a chance, you still don't like any of those, he's got 496 other ones. Welcome to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. Here we talk about all things franchising. What is it all about? Is it for you? How do you find the best one to own? And so much more. Now your host, Tim Parmeter. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast series. I am Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Today, we have another installment of really, quite frankly, my favorite segment of what we do here on the podcast, uh, a segment called In Their Words. And in this segment, we're going to hear directly from a Fran Coach client, uh, someone who has worked with us and now become a franchise owner. We're going to talk about their backgrounds, what led them to consider franchise ownership, kind of how the process went with the Fran Coach team, a little bit about what franchise they chose, how it's gone so far, and, and let's be honest, probably a lot more. Thus, the reason why we cleverly titled this segment in their words. Um, today's guest connected with the Fran Coach team while actively looking for a new corporate position, uh, not unlike a lot of folks we work with. Um, a few months later, uh, from from beginning to look at this, uh, all of a sudden the job search had ended. He had become a new franchise owner, and if that's not enough, also will be relocating to a brand new state to launch his business. So clearly, we have a bunch to talk to you about. Before we tell you that story, we have to tell you this one, of course. Um, who is Fran Coach? And Fran Coach is a national search firm dedicated to working with individuals who are interested in owning a franchise. We are partnered with well over 500 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 60 industries. Our goal is to help our clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchising 101 podcast series is to help educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. All right, so that's us. Now let's get to the good stuff. Uh, joining us today is Mr. Scott Kogut. Scott is um, a brand spanking new owner of Senior Helpers, um, and uh, making the making the transition. You're you're officially like a snowbird going from Chicago down to Florida. So, Scott, thanks for uh, joining us today. How you doing? Sure, Tim. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to uh, to talk to you. Talk talk to you. This in my own words. Yeah, wonderful plug on the name of the segment. So, uh, thank, thank, thank you for that. Um, what um, we, we, I got a got a bunch of questions, as you know. I'm, if I'm good at anything in the world, it's asking questions. And so, um, we'll get rolling with this. But um, start with just give us a scoop on you, man. Give a little a uh, little bit of the, the the background on on you. Um, kind of who who the heck is Scott? Sure. Um... So as you said, uh, well, I guess not as you said, but a little a little info about me. So uh, corporate world, yes, um, was looking for a corporate job when I when I kind of ran across this opportunity, but um, have been in the financial services industry in operations um, roles, um, most of which were operations management. I'd say mid level um, operations management. So um, think trading of an instrument, uh, not stocks, but in this case, it was derivatives. Um, and all of the things that happen in the background after a trade is done is what uh, always dealt with. And uh, I guess my background is managing processes and people um, for about 25 years in that industry. Okay. Very, very, very cool. Um, what, what the heck is a derivative? 
um, a derivative is a product that's based on something else. It's derived from. So a corn future is a contract that gets traded on the uh, Chicago Board of Trade as an example. Um, 50 bushels of corn equals one futures contract. So it's literally an obligation to buy or sell that, that physical product, in that case at least, uh, in the future. So if you buy at this point, what's it? It's July, so September corn might be trading right now. So someone might go into the market and want to buy September corn with the intention of either selling that prior to that product expiring, that, that contract expiring, or to hold it till, till expiry and uh, with the intent of taking that physical delivery of those 50 bushels. Sudden, suddenly the movie Trading Places now makes sense. Uh, so. <laughs> exactly. Part of the market on OJ. <laughs> Which is, uh, for, for, for anyone under the age of 50, please Google that reference. So, uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, when the, uh, the, the combined age of the uh, podcast uh, talkers today <laughs> exceeds uh, three digits, so we, we need to go back to the Google machine for Trading Places. Indeed. So. Um, well, cool. VHS, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. Uh, why is the VCR flashing twelve? So, um, what? Um, and also Google the VCR, kids. So, um, what? Um, <laughs> what? What got you? You had a great career and for 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 a long period of time, but you, like so many people, especially during the wonderful pandemic, all of a sudden ended up in a transition and a job search. So, yeah. you had that going on. What? What made you even start looking at franchise ownership? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Tim, the, the number of uh, jobs at my level in the industry, especially as you say, through the pandemic and people working from home and um, all of those wonderful things, uh, just the opportunities certainly weren't presenting themselves. Um, I'd say I, uh, so, I mean, I was, I was out of work since December of 2020. Um, I think it was probably February or March by the time you and I touched base. Uh, might have been sooner. I'm not, I don't recall exactly, but I'm uh, pretty certain one of uh, the jobs I applied for kind of led me to your, um, to, to you. And then um, uh, you reached out, asked if uh, I would, it was something I would consider that franchise ownership. And I said, sure, why the hell not? Like, I'll at least, I mean, I'll listen to the, to it you know, to the, to the, I'll have a conversation and uh, see where it goes. I, certainly I'd say it was pretty cynical to start. Um, but uh, here I am today. So that, which is probably, probably an understatement. And you were, I, was, <laughs> I just, and I, and I just look back was, was, was February 9th uh, when, when okay. you, you and I, you and I had our first conversation and um yeah, and I like, and I don't know. This is an accurate like characterization of this is an all kind of on on our first conversation. I'm like, like, dude's just bored and like uh, want want to have the conversation, right? And and I, I, maybe I'm a little too like kind of cynical with that too. But it was like you've been in a position where you've been obviously managing people, managing processes running a chunk of somebody else's business um, and you work for some pretty big entities, right? And so the skill set was there and something that had crossed your mind. 
Um, but you know, if you were still rolling along in your career, we probably wouldn't have had that conversation. Um, so how did it, we, we kind of get started. Um, we get you connected. We go through the process. We get you connected to some franchisors. And I think we started with four right Right. off the bat. Um, if you can kind of think back, if we can go, we can go back to the way back machine all the way back to February, um, you remember kind of what your thoughts were when like, okay, here are the four franchises, um, that we're presenting. What were your, you remember what your thoughts were at that point? Um, I'd say, I'd say still very doubtful that this was something that I would end up doing. I'd, I'd give it a probably, I, I think we talked about this, but maybe a one in 10 chance that, um, you know, starting off where we did that I would end up owning a, a, a franchise. Um, so I think the four, uh, am I okay to say these on, on here? I assume I am. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're good. Yeah. So I think the four were 1-800 water damage, fetch, gym guys, and senior helpers. Correct. And, um, a couple of them after kind of hearing what they were, well, <laughs> interestingly, one of, one of them sure, for sure, I kind of ruled out right away didn't for me at least without doing a lot of due diligence didn't seem to me like a, a good fit um i had gone back and forth a couple times with you that, that I, I know that i had suggested that one of the other ones was maybe the direction i wanted to head um and changed that up at some point and i don't remember what led to that it might have been a call with the franchise themselves or one of the other franchise owners or something like that but um one that I was kind of interested in, I something went off in, in my head and I said, you know what, I don't think that's going to be for me. So, yeah, I, I don't know what, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it to your next question. Yeah, no, 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 that's good. Because it's the, um, and, and kind of looking, even looking back at some of the, some of the notes from, from our calls, the, and I think you were, you were politely open to all of them. Um, and, 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 and again, I think kudos to, to you. And the biggest thing that we look for in people we're working with is, is just simply an open mind, right? Um, I think you have to have that, right? I don't, I don't think you can do this process, um, at least the way you, you worked through it with me without having that, um, you know, the, the way you started just by kind of interviewing me per se, to get an idea or a feel for what I'm about and what um, my skill set is and what things interest me all led to obviously then you kind of selecting from the 500 or more um, entities that you're hooked up with to, to narrow that down to these four. Um, and um, I think you did a great job of doing so. There was definitely at a time, a time where three out of the four were in play, probably not all at the same time, but, um, I think they were good selections um, and I appreciate the fact that you gave me some that were kind of the full time you're going to be involved in this, you know, it's going to consume all of your, all of your time, all of your days versus you can be a, a semi absentee owner. Um, because at the time, like you said, I was still looking for a job, but even with doing that, I was, you know, if I had found something that was good or interesting to me, I have still gone the route of looking at a franchise. Yeah, I think I think in the end I probably would have. Yeah, I think because I think just the I think every time that 
you and I spoke along the way, it was, there was, you know, if we, if we started at one out of 10, then it was, then next time it might've been to two or two yeah. and a half, like three. And it just kind of kept creeping up. And again, it's back to, back to that openness, right? The, the process we're going to go through is totally different. And you were, you were interviewing a lot and, and anybody that's done that knows how just God awful that, that can be. Um, and that this is and literally something we tell people, this is not a job interview. Like we're not like trying to figure out what, what do you say to get them to offer you the job? This is like, and it's cheesy when I say it, but it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Let's make this as ideal as possible. And you, like most everybody is you've got certain things that you're really sure about. And then there's some things like I'll ask questions along the way as we're building it out. I don't know. Right. And those, I don't knows we get to kind of explore. And so you had a pretty similar thing with really three of them at some point in time, you're like, Hey, this, this, this could be it. And, but we got to a point we kind of got one eliminated. We got down to two and, and I kind of think one was more like if you found a job and one, if you didn't um, what's kind of, turn the tide a little bit to get us where we are now with senior helpers. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the things you just said were, are really important, right? So business ownership is, is, I think a lot of people think about it and it was always on the back of my mind, but then direct, what directed me to senior helpers? I've, I've had some family um, things with kind of relate to home care that senior helpers provide. So my grandmother growing up, um, my mom's mom had uh, MS, multiple sclerosis. Um, you know, from every, basically, I don't remember her ever walking without a walker, and just progressively, you know, that disease kind of takes over your muscular um, development and your ability to to walk, stand up, move, use use your extremities. Um, and so, from an early age, I, my my mom. And in the summers, of course, me and my brothers would spend days over that, like all, all day from seven in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon when my grandfather would get home, um, sitting with her. And, you know, it was a great time to, to be with her. It was you know, time I would, uh, you know, then I, I didn't cherish, but certainly now I'm glad I got to spend that time with her. But, um, you know, they were looking around for care for her and and this is years ago, but couldn't really find it. And um, so it's, it's kind of a close to close to home type of business that um, I, I, I do want to help um, you know, people in that same situation. And I think that's a big part of it. One, one of the things that, that when you, you were just talking, Tim was when you open a business that you want to do something that you are connected to in some way, or that you enjoy doing or being around or, something that you can give back to. And I think that, that that's how I'm connected to this. And I wasn't so much to two of the two of the four that were presented. Um, and then the, the third one just kind of fell off because it, I lost interest in it. But um, yeah, I think that that's, that's how I kind of came to um, came to the decision. I do think obviously that, you know, there's, there's a need for this in in many communities around the U.S. Uh, I chose to move down to Florida because 
why not change of pace i can go at this point in my in my life um and where do people go in their seniors they go to florida so right. um there was an opportunity for a, a location down there and uh, it was someplace that there was a couple of different locations that were presented to me um one was pensacola i didn't know a lot about it uh, the other was st petersburg so i took a road trip down there I stopped in pensacola decided i didn't really like the area that much continued on that trip down to st pete's and i've been to the st pete tampa clearwater area before and so um and i kind of knew it a little bit better and uh settled on that as my franchise location and uh yeah as you said earlier we'll be lo- relocating there pretty soon definitely yeah. before winter comes yeah yeah and 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 as as i said before we started i'm busy that day that you're moving so um but other, <laughs> otherwise you know i'd totally be there brother but um so i mean you you talk about like big big changes yeah not only going from again a very successful career in the corporate world to starting your own franchise to also relocating to to yeah. another city and part of part of your your journey through this was literally on your own and i don't know if you realize this or not but they have these things called airplanes but you just got in the car and went old school and drove like yeah. like back like back in high school when we were in spring break and drove drove to florida yeah um you just went down there and really just kind of checked it out and got a feel for got a got got a feel for the area and, and that was a that was a big part of this i mean you could have stayed in chicago and done this but i could have um but, but i also yeah, i also did some on the uh, in their in their office competitive analysis um, you know what what the competition in the area is like and what it what uh, who's the competition stopped in and and you know kind of made up a story um to hear what sort of care they provide and what they charge and things like that now going through the process with senior helpers that's i need to you know that part of the the pre-launch of um the process is to do that on a more formal scale and write everything down and um basically fill out some forms but the the process of going into these places like there's some that are pretty shady looking and then there's others that are really upscale looking um so it gives you a sense of for me at least it gave me a sense of okay like who am i up against if i choose to do this in this area and what are my chances for success and um, obviously i move forward with it so and also just being comfortable I mean, again, comfortable where you're living too. Yeah, I mean, you said that to me a couple of times. Like, one of the most important things is going to be make sure you want to live in the place you choose to to move to. And I think that was good advice. Yeah. Well, and and there's because there's nothing wrong with Pensacola per se, but you've no. you've you grew up, you've been in Chicago. Um, oh my life. You know, because yeah, so, suburbs, whatever, and you're literally in downtown Chicago right now, right? right? And and that's but that would have been a not that you couldn't have done it, but still having the kind of the the city side of things um you're still going to have in in that tampa state peat market and as and you and i've talked about this a lot my i'm i'm a part-time resident of that area as my fiance lives there so i go back and forth between arizona and florida i'm like a a dual snowbird but it's her her comment with that area is like it's having heaven's waiting room um because and and the snowbird thing is is real but I'm telling you what, like 
they're not leaving all that much either. So you're going to have a, a humongous market um, down there. And and again, just yeah, I'm pretty sure if we talk in, I don't know, like December or January, you're going to be giddy that you're living down there and not in uh, the, the, the Windy City, right? So um, yep. it's a very need cool. to make it through hurricane season, but from what I understand, that area doesn't really get hit directly, so. Yeah, no, and and I'm the weird one that wants to. I haven't been able to make this happen over the last couple of years yet. Like, I want to actually be there when there is you want one. To experience just to, it. Yeah, just to, just to experience it. Right, you grew up in the Midwest with the good old thunderstorms and tornadoes, and now in Arizona with the monsoon. I might, I might as well hit the hit hit the rain trifecta and see what uh, see 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 what that's all about. But um, what's I guess as you got towards the end with senior helpers and and the last piece of the the process with any franchises, the discovery day or, or some you know, terms interchangeable, but discovery day or, or meet the team day where you are basically having a, a complete day um, with everybody within the franchise. Um, so maybe kind of share with folks a little bit of like what that day was like and and you still did it virtual but what that day was like and and kind of how that really impacted kind of kind of this this process sure so yeah i mean as you said i did it virtually and um normally it is done in person so uh, i guess good and bad i didn't have to fly out to maryland in this case to to go to it but got to do it in the comfort of my own home um yeah it is as you said you meet it you're meeting um all of the kind of corporate people who run the business side of it, um, the, the franchise as the franchisor, um, you know, prior to that, I'd been dealing with, um, just one person at the company. Um, and then, you know, he did, he did direct me to some franchise owners to, to have frank discussions with them, but, and that was a big part of the decision as well. Uh, so I don't want, you know, I think that, that that is very important is to speak to franchisees who would be your kind of peers. Um, to get a sense for what their struggles are, what the what they what is good about it, um, but I think yeah, in the end, the meet the team day or whatever you want to call it was it was good to see the professionalism um, that the the company, the corporation, corporate office has. Um, everybody I spoke to um, was very involved and very knowledgeable about what um, their roles were and about the company and the industry as a whole um, they do provide a lot of support um, for franchise owners if you need it certainly through getting up and running you're you definitely need it um, but as you go down the road and I think that probably becomes you're not as dependent on them but um, yeah everybody that I spoke to um, friendly but knowledgeable professional and um, yeah, I think, I think that um, in the end it was, so I had gone on a different one and maybe I was early in the process with another franchise. Um, that said, the first one I went to, I did, it was local-ish, so I drove a couple hours and went to it in person. So it had a different feel, of course, because I was there versus virtual. But I didn't get as much of a sense of the professionalism um, and the kind of willingness to answer some difficult questions that were asked by myself or others in the group. Um, 
and it, it, I don't know, it's just something, something with it on that day. And I think, I think going into that, I kind of was pretty close to, yeah, if, if this is something that um, they are interested in me for, because as you've said to me and probably others, it's not, you know, you're not a shoe in. It's not, you're not just because you want to buy a franchise. It doesn't mean you're, you're going to be chosen or, or qualified for um, that. Like they do turn people down. So, um, you know, so in the same sense, I'm, you know, going into it, like I said, kind of having pretty close to been decided. I think just meeting the people on the phone um, was just kind of, yep, this is the direction I want to go. And uh, at that point, like job search is done. Like I was still, you know, you, you can back out of, uh, like I was not committed at all at that point. Um, I'd spent a lot of time, obviously, so I had time com- time commitment. But as you said earlier, I was still on a job hunt. So um, I was not committed. There was no pressure from anyone at the franchise for me to do that. Um, and one of the things I guess I should step back and say, what the part of the process with you, Tim, that I re- really appreciated was you don't put pressure on anybody. You've said, you said it to me three, four, five times, like, dude, you can back out whenever you want. No hard feelings. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And um, I did really appreciate that as well. So I think, okay. I think, I think through your coaching, my due diligence, and then the, the meet the team day with just the professional professionalism and um, all the information that they could provide at that point. Um, yeah. Led me to say, yep, I'm in. And, and which is, which is awesome. And that's exactly how it's supposed to work and how it really does work every single time. And, you know, we always talk about that at the beginning with folks is, you know, it's like, I, I don't, I don't care if you start a franchise, I don't care which franchise you start. Um, it's our job to help determine if you should, and then, and then, and then which one, but when you get to the end, like it really shouldn't even feel like you're making a decision, which is kind of crazy. Cause you're like, I'm investing money, I'm starting a business. And in your case, I'm relocating yeah. to another state. But it really, you should walk out of that, whether virtual or in person, you should walk out of there going, yep, this is it. And the franchise is doing the same thing, as you said, right? Franchises are awarded. Um, it's supposed to be that that mutual thing, which which is what ultimately what what happened in the end. So which is which is fantastic. Um what um and Scott, I appreciate you you spending the time and talking with us today and I want to kind of fire one more thing at you and then we'll sure. let, let you let, let you get on to packing the boxes and getting ready to relocate um but having gone through this experience um and kind of process and journey with with looking at franchises um what would you say to somebody who's maybe out there listening and like not sure if they should even start the process? Um, what would, what would be maybe something you'd want to share with them to, uh, to kind of help them understand if they should even take that first step? That's a, that's a really good question. And I think there's, there's multiple ways you can go with that, but I think, you know, be open, um, to considering it. You know, there is a, there is a monetary commitment, but there's also options to, um, fulfilling that monetary commitment. So, you know, even if you don't have cash on hand, but you've got retirement funds, there's, there's ways to do that, which I personally didn't know prior to having some of these discussions. 
but just be open to the process. You know, if, if it's, if in the end, it's not something you want to go through with, then, you know, like I said, no pressure from, he's there to help you along the way and help you make that decision. But, um, you know, no hard feeling. I hang up the phone and swear at me or something, but in the end, um, yeah, that's okay. I've never met him in person. So, <laughs> um, but you know, be, be open to the process, um, be open to, 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 uh, different things or ways you can, um, you know, kind of fund the franchise or at least be aware that there are other options besides just having cash on hand to do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, Tim has been a great coach, so I think it's an appropriate name for um the, the tim's tim's business his friend coach because he is he is there to help coach you along the way um and like answer any questions he can so um yeah just i, I guess i said it four times but be open to the process and look, look if if he presents franchises to you and you're like i don't understand this give it a chance because i needed to um, and if, and if after you've given it a chance, you still don't like any of those, he's got 496 other ones you can, you can talk to him about and maybe one of those will be a better fit. Look at the financial services guy busting out some math. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, I like it. No, it is. I, and I appreciate that because it is, it is the most important thing is, is an open mind and it's rarely the franchise people think um it's rarely the industry they've been in that ultimately becomes the 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 best fit and and i always say i mean this in the best possible way but i i don't care it's our our job to 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 find find that match um and and you mentioned the funding stuff um and one of part of the process is is connecting folks with our funding partners and and you had worked with um, the wonderful Tara Thomas over at Fran Fund for retirement rollover, which, like you mentioned, I, I'm telling you, 99 out of 100 people have no idea that even exists. Um, can be a fantastic uh, way to uh, to make that happen, but there's there's several others as well. So um, that's good stuff, man. Scott, thank you so much. Um, wish wish you the best of luck, and we'll be part time neighbors here soon. So. Um, maybe you'll get that wonderful opportunity. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll connect down there and we'll try to see what we can do, especially with some local presence helping you out once you're up and running. So definitely uh, make sure we connect right when you're ready to open, open the doors and we wish you the best of luck. So thanks for joining us. Sounds good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Um, and for all of our loyal podcast listeners, we hope you find the Franchising 101 series Uh, to continue to provide insight into the amazing possibilities that can be achieved as a franchise owner. Um, If you haven't already, please feel free to uh, make sure you subscribe or follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our franchising uh, podcast website, literally franchising101podcast.net. Every episode, all sorts of great things are there as well. Um, And lastly, if you would like to learn more, if you have an open mind and want to explore this and and see if becoming a franchise owner is the path for you, 
let's schedule a brief introductory call. Uh, there's a click the link in your podcast window or again, franchising101podcast.net. Let's get something scheduled. There's never any fee for our service. So we encourage you to take that first step today to help create your better tomorrow. Thanks everybody. Have a great day and we'll uh, talk with you soon. Thanks for listening to Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast, where our ultimate goal is to help educate you on all things franchising so you can create your better tomorrow.